Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock by my watch. That means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Thank you for any part of the evening that you're allowing me to be a part of in your life. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone, 615-737-1045. That's 737-1045. Blessed beyond measure. Hopefully you realize you are too. So a lot to get to tonight. Not going to talk a ton of NFL. We're going to do that for much of the rest of the week as we get set for these two huge football games coming up on Sunday I want to talk a lot tonight about some college situations that are going on. First and foremost, about Jalen Hurts. And usually I don't do things like this. But sometimes their words are better than mine. And I want to prime this by telling a story that I've told before on this show, probably a couple of different times, but I feel like you need to hear it again today, especially if you're new to my audience. And if you are, welcome. Thank you. Jalen Hurts is a different kind of person, a different kind of athlete, especially at his age. What I do enables me to do a lot of things that feel so big and make me feel so blessed and so lucky to have the opportunity to do them. Not because I'm somehow special or better, just... Things have worked out for me over the last several years that have that have put me in positions that I never would have seen a decade ago, maybe even half a decade ago. And this past January, a year ago, I had maybe the best experience that I've ever had of all of the events that I've attended, of all the things that I've gotten to do. I went to back-to-back national championship games as a member of the media, was on the field when Clemson beat Alabama with the Hunter Renfro catch. And then last year when Tua threw that touchdown pass to beat Georgia, I was on the sideline. I videotaped it with my phone standing next to some friends, and then we ran out onto the field as part of the media, and we were part of that celebration as well. And then I went to the locker room, to do some work for Fox where they wanted me to try and get one of a select list of Alabama players on the air with some national hosts to get immediate reaction. I'd never done this before and was a little bit intimidated by the, by the whole process of it because it wasn't really my wheelhouse to do this. And really I was going to have to sell guys that had just had the greatest experience of their lives to sit down with my cell phone in their hand and talk to somebody for five minutes about what just happened. And so I did. I said a quick prayer before I walked in, and I just said, you know what, Lord, just 
take me where you need to take me in this room for me to complete this job. And so I walked in and I immediately, my eyes beeline to Calvin Ridley. I was able to go over to him. And after you know asking him a couple of times, he reached out, took my phone and gave what Fox Sports said was one of the better immediate reaction interviews that they've ever had. And to God be the glory for that. But a couple of feet away from me to my left was Jalen Hurts, surrounded by a gaggle of reporters, all asking the same question. How do you feel? How do you feel, Jalen? How does it feel to get benched? How does it feel that Alabama won the national championship because Nick Saban took the step to take you out of the football game, put in Tua Tonga Vailoa, and he was able to rally the troops and get that job done? How do you feel? How does this moment feel? All of these things. I can't even imagine what Jalen Hurts was going through in his own mind in the moment when he was taken out of the game and certainly knowing that that was the only thing anybody wanted to talk to Jalen Hurts about after the game. This was a guy that had only lost two games in his entire college career. And on this triumphant night for his school that he loves so much that he is given blood, sweat, and tears for, he can't fully enjoy it because of this one other thing, this albatross hanging over, which was they don't win it if he's in the game. That's the wisdom. And Jalen Hurts didn't answer questions for 30 seconds and then say, I've already addressed that. He didn't say no comment on that. He didn't shun reporters. He didn't put on Beats headphones or Bose or anything like that and get away from the media, and he could have, and it would have been a million percent understandable if he had nothing to say in that moment. I like to think that I could have done half of what Jalen Hurts did, but I I looked to my left after finishing up with Calvin Ridley, and there's Jalen Hurts. And then I went around to see what else I could maybe get accomplished, and 10 minutes later, there's still Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts for over 20 minutes, estimated, could be, maybe it was a little less, but until everyone had asked the question to get their particular soundbite or whatever sentence they needed for their article from Jalen Hurts. He stood there and he answered that question over and over and over and over and over. And the only things that I continually heard him say while he was smiling basically the entire time were things about his faith, Things about how great it is to be a part of Alabama, how he's always wanted to be a national champion, and now he is. Praising Tua's play, praising his coach. Not a negative thing came out of this kid's mouth. Not a negative thing. And I say kid, and I don't ever want to call him a kid again. Because he's all man. It takes a lot of integrity to stand there and take that in that moment. We have seen people on their worst days handle things in bad ways And then the reaction or the opinion after the fact is, well, you can understand in the situation. It's okay. He's better than that. Jalen Hurts was at his best in the worst moment that you could possibly imagine him personally having. And so Jalen Hurts writes this article today for the Players' Tribune called To My Alabama Family. And like I said, This is about my opinions generally on this show, and certainly I welcome yours at 615-737-1045. And it's about me analyzing what's happening in sports. But sometimes people say it better than I can. 
And he writes, commitment, discipline, effort, toughness, pride. Those are the five commandments of Alabama football. Those are the five commandments that have been instilled in me and that have defined me for the past three years. And as I write this letter, I find myself drawing on those commandments one more time. It's been almost four years now since the day I got the phone call that changed my life. A coach by the name of Nick Saban was on the line wanting to ask about the chances of a Texas boy like me packing up for Tuscaloosa and coming to football at the University of Alabama. I took my recruiting visit and then never took another. It was just love at first sight between me and this program. And it's crazy to think about the journeys we've both been on since then. As a competitor, I wanted badly to be a part of the dynasty that Coach Saban was building. I wanted to make my mark. I wanted to leave a legacy. Was what happened in the 2018 National Championship game bittersweet? Of course it was. It was a humbling experience. It was tough, man. But I am even tougher for it. I am built for this. I understand that God put those obstacles and challenges in my life for a reason. He wanted me to feel the pain I felt for a reason. He wanted me to understand the importance of never losing faith and of always staying true to myself. He had not brought me this far just to leave me there. This isn't something you're stuck in, I'd tell myself. This is something you're going through. And one thing I can promise you is that I'm better off for having gone through it. Everything I dealt with at Bama, I'm stronger for it. I'm wiser. I'm a better man. And for that, I have so many people to thank, people who've made a deep and lasting impact on my life just from their paths crossing with mine, people who have helped me, trained me, or flat-out raised me, or even just believed in me. Thank you, truly. I have graduated from the University of Alabama with my bachelor's degree in public relations, and I couldn't be prouder. This accomplishment means so much to me. But the education that I received at Alabama goes beyond a degree. Coach Saban taught me the values and principles of business, as well as, it, as well as what it takes to be a great leader. My teammates taught me the importance of toughness, togetherness, brotherhood, and love. And this past season, it taught me a lifetime's worth of lessons about how to deal with adversity. Now I'm an alumnus of the University of Alabama. Now I'm Bama for life, and that right there will never change. But now it's also time for me to start a new chapter in my story. I've decided to take my talents to the University of Oklahoma, where I will continue my development as both a quarterback and as a student. I'm very fortunate to have this opportunity, and I'm excited for the journey ahead. And then the part of this that relates back to my story, and that was me speaking. Now back to Jalen. One of the things that people always want to talk to me about is last month's SEC championship game. They come up to me and say that it inspired them or that they were rooting like crazy for me or how they've been hoping all season that I would get another chance. They tell me how it was like a movie and they've got to make a 30 for 30 for you now. Things along those lines. But I just tell them back that 30 for 30, you can bet on it. Only not anytime soon. Not yet. Because this story of mine, it's still just getting started. There are movie moments still to come. Growing up, I never thought I'd get to where I am today as a 20-year-old. 20 that sounds like he's 75 with all the wisdom. And I dang sure never thought I would have the power to positively impact so many people, and especially kids across the nation like I do now. It's a huge honor, but it's also a huge responsibility. Not everyone in this life gets the chance to be a role model. And that's why I'm on this mission, to be the best player, leader, and man that I can be. I know everything will unfold according to God's timing. I am blessed to be where my feet are. My trust is in his hands. 
So to my about-to-be family in Norman, I truly appreciate you for bringing me on board. Y'all don't know me yet, but just for now, to introduce myself, I'm a motivated coach's son from the east side of Houston, and I love to play ball. And to my Bama family, once again, thank you for everything. It's been a great three years. I'll love you until the end of time. John 13-7, Roll Tide. That from Jalen Hurts. Again, this is a 20-year-old who's gone through an incredible amount of adversity. Yeah, you could say it's first-world adversity. He's playing at Alabama. He's winning national championships. He's a star athlete. Yeah, I'm sure his life could be tougher. But the way in which he handled it, again, I just wish that I could have half of that level of class. And I hope that on my worst day, I could live up to anything like what I witnessed from Jalen Hurts in that locker room that night and just have the class and the dignity to put together something like he did today at the Players' Tribune. Again, sometimes their words are better than mine. And so I just wanted to read that for you. And as difficult as it's got to be, when I come back, I'm going to talk about Jalen Hurts and how it relates to Oklahoma. And honestly... I am rooting for him as if he's a member of my own family. But I think he's making a gigantic mistake. And it's my job to tell you why. And I'll do it next. This is a Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. If you want to join me, 615-737-1045. Ryan Albanese behind the glass. Spin the dials radio style for me this evening. First segment I talked about, Jalen Hurts transferring to Oklahoma. Read you his article from the Players' Tribune because I thought it was worth reading and told you one more time the story of being a couple of feet away from Jalen Hurts in a locker room the night that he was benched for Tua Tonga-Vailoa in the national championship a year ago. And how classy he was then. I'll be rooting for him at Oklahoma. I'll be rooting for him in anything he does. And now, I have to do my job. Just as he's a quarterback and he's making a decision, my job is I have to analyze what's in front of me. And last week, amid my myriad of incorrect predictions when it came to the NFL and those games, I mentioned Jalen Hurts to Miami as a perfect fit. And, you know, Manny Diaz was there, but Enos, who was quarterback's coach at Alabama, who Jalen Hurts knew very well, joined that Miami staff. It made sense from a talent standpoint, made sense from a coaching standpoint in terms of that relationship with Hurts I just told you about. And that's a place where he could step in and be the best guy they'd had at that position in quite some time, certainly as a winner. Two seasons ago, that Miami team that was on fire Well, they largely did it via defense and running the ball. I mean, the turnover chain was a thing much more than the passing offense was a thing. And then this past season, they were disappointing. And Mark Richt decided to move on after the season ended. I still think Miami would have been the better choice, or even Maryland, because of the Mike Loxley connection. Because Jalen Hurts winning a championship isn't something he hasn't already done. He's not really chasing a ring. He's already already won. He's been a part of a title team, a large part of one, and a huge part of two runner-ups. This is a dude that's only lost two games as a starter in his entire college career. 
He's a great athlete. He's a phenomenal competitor. And if you heard that first segment and or have read anything about him over the past couple of years, you know he's also a phenomenal human being. Going to Miami, he'd have been an upgrade in just about every way from what existed before he got there. If you went to Maryland, there's Mike Loxley. And you look at familiarity and comfort and how much that matters in life. Also, Maryland football, I mean, he could have a statue made if he wins 10 games there. And instead, he chooses a playoff contender in Oklahoma. Good choice, right? I would say no. I would say don't be so sure of that. I actually believe, and look, he had to go where he wanted to go. And good for him. No doubt he's earned it. Handled himself with all the class and dignity of someone twice his age, maybe even thrice his age. And he needs to go where his heart wants him to be. But I, I truly believe that Jalen Hurts has made a momentous mistake in choosing to go to OU and join Lincoln Riley. And this all goes back to a philosophy that, that I feel is very true in sports in particular. But you can, you can even look at something like Tim Cook replacing Steve Jobs. But you don't want to be the guy who replaces the guy. Who wants to replace Mike Krzyzewski at Duke? Who wants to replace Dean Smith at North Carolina? Well, you say, well, Roy Williams did. Well, no, he didn't. Bill Guthridge did, and then Matt Doherty did, and then came Roy Williams to try and help that program. Now, Bill Guthridge, who you might not even remember, got to a Final Four and won 34 games in his first season taking over for Dean as an interim, did very well, but no one even remembers his name because he replaced Dean Smith. And Matt Doherty had one year at Notre Dame before he came to North Carolina. One pretty good season, two not-so-good seasons, and out the door, coached at SMU for about five or six years, and he's been out of college basketball now for the last five. Nobody wants to replace Bill Belichick when he leaves in New England. Maybe Josh McDaniels does, but that's maybe a different situation. Who wanted to coach the Bulls after Phil Jackson left? Or the Lakers? Who wanted to replace Scotty Bowman in Detroit with the Red Wings? Maybe Dabo in Tuscaloosa, but outside of that, who wants to follow Saban? Who wanted to follow Urban Meyer in Gainesville? Because being the guy that replaces the guy, and I mean the guy in lowercase replacing the guy in all caps, is a bold, ballsy move. But it is by no means a sure thing. Because... If you're merely good, you're going to be critiqued for not being great. If you only lose a couple of games, that's still more than the guy before you lost. And if you're a coach and you're in the top 10 recruiting classes, the argument's going to be, well, you should have been in the top three to five because that's where the other guy was. So what is Jalen Hurts walking into? He's walking into a situation where he's not just replacing one Heisman Trophy winner, but two directly following both. And then there's this, and I hate to say this because, I, like I said, I, I love Jalen Hurts. But there's this reason why he was taken off the field by Nick Saban in that national championship game originally. And there's a reason why the legend of Tua Tonga-Vailoa began. Lest we forget, how could we not, that Jalen Hurts struggles in a certain category as a quarterback or at the very least, is wildly inconsistent. That category happens to be throwing the football. Pretty important. 
Now let's talk about what Lincoln Riley has had in his short tenure with Oklahoma so far. He's a brilliant play caller, uses tempo effectively, tires defenses out, goes full-on relentless against them for 60 minutes. He is great. That's why the NFL big name was Riley at midseason. And then he said, now I'm going to stay here and I'm going to keep putting up 60 every week in Norman. But Jalen Hurts is coming in to be the quarterback at Oklahoma. I won't go into many of his stats from this season. It was it was 765 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions, 73% completion percentage against mainly already beaten teams. 2017, Jalen Hurts, 60% completion percentage, 2,081 yards, 17 touchdowns, just one interception. He got a lot better at not turning it over. Eight rushing touchdowns at a 5.6-yard average. 2016, 63% completions, a little better. This is a full season now. 2,780 yards, 23 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 13 rushing touchdowns. So he had 36 combined touchdowns, averaged around eight yards per pass. Those are not bad numbers, not at all. But it's also at Alabama where he's got that offensive line that sends multiple guys to the NFL in the top 20 every single year. OU's OL, not Alabama's. With that said, Oklahoma's no slouch. They've been in the college football playoff back-to-back years. They feel kind of like the Malone-Stockton-Utah Jazz at worst. But those numbers, Jalen Hurts's, the ones I just read to you, those numbers don't exist within a vacuum. If they did, you might be able to stop and say, hey, that's going to work. Those numbers can work. But unfortunately, there are other numbers that we need to talk about in order to say just how well can that work. And I'll stop here and I'll say, do you like Jalen Hurts going to Oklahoma? Is that the decision that you would have made if you were him? And I will take calls on that if you'd like to. It's 615-737-1045. Or you can tweet me at jmartzone. Again, 2017. 60% 60% completions, 2016, 63% completions. 2,780 yards in 16 was the best season of his career. 23 touchdowns passing was the best season of his career. 13 rushing touchdowns, which is very good. Best of his career. Not bad, but elite, top line, Heisman contending kind of numbers. That has to be the question, doesn't it? Because again, the concept of vacuum is important here. Those numbers taken in a vacuum might impress you, but we don't live in a vacuum. There are other things that have to be taken into consideration. You can look at those and say Jalen Hurts has been a very good college football player, and you would be right. But what is he replacing at Oklahoma directly? That's the question I will go into a little bit after we take this break. When I tell you the numbers that he's replacing, when I tell you what the bar is in Norman, Oklahoma at his position, then maybe you'll understand a little bit better where I'm coming from. Again, rooting for this guy hard. But again, you can tweet me at jmartzone. You can hit me up at 615-737-1045. Tell me, do you think he's making the right call? I'd have gone to Miami. I'd have gone to Maryland. I'd have gone somewhere else other than Oklahoma. And I will tell you why next. This is a big six on 104.5. This (laughs) 
rolling right along here on a Wednesday evening in the Music City, the Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone, 615-737-1045. You'd like to join the program. Spending a lot of time tonight talking about Jalen Hurts, who is very just wise beyond his years in many respects and just a class and dignity that, that I have personally sat and watched him show in an incredibly difficult moment continues to endear him to me and to millions of you out there. Nothing better this year in college football just on the field than that Jalen Hurts appearance in the SEC championship game. One of the indelible images of this decade probably in college football It's just that comeback story. That 30 for 30 probably will happen. And he's right. Maybe there is more to come. But I've also told you I think it's a mistake for him to be going to Oklahoma. And I'm laying out that case for you. I'm going to give you the the real meat of that case here in a second. But I said that I wanted your thoughts as to whether or not you thought he was making the right decision to go to Oklahoma. And maybe just any thoughts that you had on Jalen Hurts tonight. Let's go to Chad in Cookville. He's up first tonight. Chad, what say you? What's up, J. Mart? Love the show, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. How are you? Hey, good. Uh, uh, Jalen to Oklahoma thing baffles me also. Um, I really thought that he would, he might go to uh, Florida Atlantic with Lane. Uh, wouldn't you think that if, that's a big if, he was going to go to the uh, NFL, don't you think that Lane would be a better uh, teacher of the making the next step? Uh, I mean, you maybe can make that argument. I don't think that would be a bad... I remember originally when it looked like Jalen might transfer, you'd seen Lane Kiffin saying a whole lot of nice things about Jalen Hurts on Twitter and in radio interviews because, of course, he wants Jalen Hurts, and those two are familiar with each other, and I'm sure Lane Kiffin knows what kind of young man Jalen Hurts is off the field as well. But it's hard to make the argument that going there is going to prepare him more when Lincoln Riley just sent Baker Mayfield number one pick and he was a stud pretty much right out right out of the gates in Cleveland. And now we're, we'll see where Kyler Murray goes and how he does. But it seems like if you're coming out of Oklahoma, you're still doing a pretty good job. And Lincoln Riley is running an offense that many teams in the NFL want to try and get him out of college into the pros. So it would seem like he's putting together things that are going to get you there as well. But I can I wouldn't say that FAU is a bad location for you to go, especially with Lane there and how he understands the pro game also. Stu in Spring Hill up next. Stu, what is up? Hey, Jay Moore. How's it going, man? Doing good, buddy. Um, Mark, I agree with you on him not – he shouldn't have gone to Oklahoma. But didn't the Ohio – there was an Ohio State quarterback that just transferred yes. to Miami too. Yeah, I mean it changed. I mean it changed out, and there are people in Miami that think that he is a better fit than Jalen Hurts would have been. So you're not wrong there. I'm just saying that I would have gone somewhere else, and I'm giving you the the places that I would have looked at. Maybe Miami wasn't an option for him because they made the other decision. Maryland, I, like I said, I don't know all the specifics of it. I just know that the Oklahoma fit seems very difficult for me. Like I said, 2017, 60 percent completions. 2016, 63 percent. Never thrown for more than 2,780 yards in any one season. Never thrown for more than 23 touchdowns in any one season. He was very much an Alabama quarterback but had the added dimension of being an elite athlete at that position who could really get it done on the ground and seemed to be clutch when he threw but certainly inconsistent. And the concept of vacuum has to be mentioned here because 
those numbers in a vacuum you would take in many respects. But what was he replacing? Kyler Murray's 2018 Heisman season. 69% completion percentage. And you think, wow, that should be higher, right? Well, it was well over 70 before that Alabama game in the semifinals where he basically was trying everything he could just to keep the team in that game. But he was 51% on that day, so it skews the numbers. He averaged 11.6 yards per pass, 42 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 4,361 passing yards, also rushed for over 1,000 on the ground and scored 12 more touchdowns. That's 54 touchdowns Kyler Murray accounted for as part of the Oklahoma offense this season. Baker Mayfield in 2017, 70.5% completion percentage, which was the highest at that time ever. Kyler Murray was trending to be better than that until that game against Alabama. 11.5 yards per pass average. 43 touchdowns to Kyler's 42. Six interceptions to Kyler's seven. 4,627 yards. The year prior, Baker Mayfield threw for 3,965 yards. The year prior to that, 3,700 yards. And the year prior to that, in just eight games at Texas Tech, he threw for 2,315 yards, ran for five scores in the Heisman season as well, wasn't really that much of a threat there, but was a mobile quarterback. Both those seasons, Mayfield and Murray each threw for more touchdown passes than Jalen Hurts did in his two years as a starter combined. Both of them far more accurate. Murray had more rushing touchdowns than Hurts did in his best year. Neither guy turned it over much either, meaning Mayfield and Murray. So you're Jalen Hurts, 2,780 yards, your max as a passer. And you're replacing years where quarterbacks threw 43-61 and 46-27 and 39-65 and 3,700. Now, Lincoln Riley's no doubt going to improve his numbers because he's going to throw the football more. There's no question about that. But Riley can't make him more accurate. That's not something you can teach. You can try to teach throwing guys open, but more often than not, when you see it not happening in the NFL, it's not something you develop. You either have that skill or you don't. And Hertz is not exactly inaccurate. It's inaccurate of me to say he's inaccurate. What he is is inconsistent, and he struggles throwing the deep ball. And all of this, all of it, is going to be amplified because he's replacing two guys that were deadly accurate, like Drew Brees kind of accurate in college. The two most accurate passers in the history of college football back-to-back at Oklahoma, and here comes a guy that lost his job at Alabama because he struggled to throw the football. As a starter in 2017, Hertz was 60.3% in completions. And one other stat about Jalen Hurts. In 2017, the year the Tide won the national championship, the year that he was taken out for Tua, he was just 2 for 18 on passes of 20 yards or more. And he's going to Oklahoma where they're used to scoring 60 and just tearing into defenses with deadly accurate mobile quarterbacks that never seemed to miss. You're not just replacing the guy at Oklahoma, Jalen. You're replacing the guy 
and the guy. Mayfield, Murray, and now you're coming in. And people are saying, boy, he could be a Heisman favorite with Lincoln Riley based on what? He's not a natural passer. He can throw. But I don't want the game in his hands if it ha- if I know for a fact he has to throw the ball. He made great plays in the SEC championship game. And again, I think he's a winner. He's a great competitor. But I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers than Dak Prescott when it comes to accuracy. I'd rather have Baker, Baker Mayfield than Dak Prescott. Or anybody that you would consider at least questionable on accuracy when it comes to a consistent basis. So I think it's a hard road for Jalen Hurts. If anybody's built for it, he is. But if he had gone to a Maryland or a Miami or a school that didn't just put two Heisman Trophy winners on the field in back-to-back seasons that had record-breaking years that were as accurate as Jalen Hurts has not been in his career, maybe you'd feel a little better about this. And again, I'm rooting for this dude. Hardcore rooting for this dude. But I think it's going to be a failure. I think he's going to win a lot of games, maybe 10. I don't think Oklahoma's going to be in a college football playoff this year. And all those folks that die, you know, die with the Sooners on social media that are so happy Jalen Hurts is coming there right now, I hope they're still that classy when they're the number nine team in the country next year instead of the number three or four just because the offense can't operate the same way it needs to with Jalen Hurts as quarterback based on what Lincoln Riley wants to do with his scheme. That's my thoughts. 615-737-1045. Philip and Joe, hang with us. We've got to take our final break. I will lead off with your calls next. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Final segment. The Big Six tonight here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Ryan Albany is my producer tonight. 615-737-1045 is the way to reach us. Or you can, again, hit me on Twitter at jmartzone. Talked about Jalen Hurts this entire hour. I think he's made a mistake going to Oklahoma because of who he's replacing and the kind of players that he's replacing. Because I think, look, Jalen Hurts has never thrown for 30 touchdowns in his career. I think he probably will this coming season with Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley's going to make him better. But the guys that he's replacing in their Heisman seasons through 42 and 43, what if he throws 35? Let's say he throws 35 and throws three interceptions and he runs for 10. And they lose one more game. And I think that's very possible. They may lose two more games. As much of a winner as he is... He's not a prolific offensive player in the mode of Kyler Murray or in the mode of Baker Mayfield. Philip in Nashville joins us here on the Big Six. Philip, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? I've been sitting back. I've been listening to what's going on. I think we're getting focused more so on the end result of Baker and Murray versus where they came from. Baker, Murray, uh, Baker Mayfield, walk on. Couldn't beat out Patrick Mahomes, which is granted. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech left, came to Oklahoma. Nobody thought he was going to be a Heisman winner or a number one draft pick. Same thing with Murray. He left Texas A&M. He couldn't beat out Allen. You know, we don't know where he's at right now. I think Hurts has the best resume prior to his arrival at Oklahoma. I think Lincoln Riley will be like the 
QB whisperer that he has been for the past two guys, and I think he's going to put up huge numbers. What do you mean by huge numbers? Uh, better than what he did at Alabama, just because of the competition. There's no dominant defenses every Saturday in the SEC like it is in the Big 12. I mean, he's going to be going up against Nebraska, Iowa State, Kansas. It's not Georgia, Florida, Auburn, Mississippi State. And I think we're harping on the guy because he had a bad game in the SEC championship against Georgia. And Tua himself, granted he was hurt, didn't look all that good against Georgia. Yeah, well, he's never thrown for 3,000 yards. We're not just talking about one bad game in the national title game against Georgia. We're talking about a guy that you always knew could beat you on the ground. But... I looked at Calvin Ridley's entire career, or certainly those last few years at Alabama, and said, man, what if Tua had been there then? What if some of those guys had been there then that could have really thrown the football, as opposed to Jalen Hurts, who would overshoot him from time to time? Or He's just he's replacing the two most accurate passers in the history of college football, and Lincoln Riley may be responsible for some of that. Look at what Sean McVay meant to Jared Goff after Jeff Fisher had him for a year. And how fast Jared Goff became what he is now. But I think Jared Goff was always a pretty accurate passer. It's not necessarily a skill that you teach. Jalen Hurts is a 60% guy, basically, for his career as a passer. Now, that's not bad, but it's not 70 like the guys he's replacing. And he's coming from Alabama. You say he's playing against great defenses in the SEC. And in some cases, and in many cases, he was. But he also had incredible wide receivers. Now, he's going to have a lot of talent in Oklahoma around him. I just look at him and say, that guy's not a good enough passer to do what Riley is going to ask him to do just to the extent that he's probably going to lose two games, maybe three games at Oklahoma. And to me, that is enough for the pressure to have just made me want to go somewhere else. The general, I think, disagrees with me as well, so we'll take his phone call. The general, how are you? Uh, very well, sir. Thank you for letting me uh, show you a microphone. Sure. I like your uh, argument, and if we were completely embracing artificial intelligence, we just roll robots out and draft everybody and assign starting lineups based on numbers alone. The thing that, unless you've watched uh, Jalen Hurts over the last three years, that you would not know is even just watching him the little bit he was in the SEC championship game, and even just watching him at practice, you will notice that after a year working with Dan Enos, who's now at Miami, right, right. he has completely changed his throwing motion, and he is far more accurate than he was. Now, I'm not saying he's 15% more accurate. I, who knows? But I will take Jalen Hurts with a year with Dan Enos to build on 60%, plus his ability to run, plus how tough of a cookie he is, his leadership qualities. I'll take all of that every day, and I hope you save this soundbite because next year he will be on the front row at the Downtown Athletic Club, and he will be a first-round draft pick in the NFL. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll... Maybe we will save it. We podcast every one of these shows. That's a good advertisement for me. Appreciate that. The general. Not sure the general of what, but the general nonetheless. Subscribe to The Big Six with Jason Martin via your podcast, Catcher of Choice. You can get get this show however you want, whenever you want, dating back to the first day this summer when we started this journey together here on 104.5 The Zone. You can do it for free. 
goes up within, you know, 30 minutes or so of the show completing every night. And so we will have that audio. Do I think he could maybe be a Heisman contender? I mean, sure, I guess he could be. Do I think he's going to be a first-round draft pick? No, I do not. I'd love to be wrong. There's nobody I would like to be more. I would love for what the general just said to be dead true. And he's right about it, which is one of the reasons I thought he should have gone to Miami. Just keep that relationship alive. You can try to change the throwing motion and, and all of those things. Sometimes those tendencies return. Sometimes they don't. They tried with numerous guys in the NFL to change how they threw the football, and eventually it would fall back to the old style, and then you just give up. And look, by the time, if he can get to the pros doing what he's doing, probably don't try to redefine him. It's not going to work. Markel Fultz in the NBA and how they've tried to redefine his shot, that has not worked either. I think Jalen Hurts is a great football player. I think he's a great athlete. As you know, I am definitely on record as saying I think he is a tremendous person. And there's a question out there as to whether or not he's really faced adversity. And I disagree with some of my own colleagues on this because I think it depends on your definition and how rigid you want to be about adversity. I said it's kind of first-world adversity. Yeah, he played at Alabama. He's a star athlete. He's a BMOC. But he's also a 20-year-old kid that wasn't used to being told no. He's somebody that always had, he was always the best in the room. He was always the guy everyone was paying attention to. There are so many examples of guys that went through life without really facing that much of a challenge because of natural God-given ability or how hard they worked. And then they ran into trouble and didn't know what to do with it. Some guys get to the NBA and they didn't lose very much in college and they don't know how to handle it when they go to the Sacramento Kings or the Phoenix Suns or someone like that. You leave Alabama and you go play for the Cleveland Browns or the Arizona Cardinals or someone like that and you have to find a way around that. Jalen Hurts got benched in the biggest game of his college career when he was trying to atone for Deshaun Watson being just a little bit better than he was in the national title game the year before when Clemson beat Alabama. Jalen Hurts loved his school, wanted to win for his school, and that night was inept and got taken off the field and replaced by a freshman who then took his job. And rather than whine and moan and cry, Jalen Hurts stayed at Alabama And when he got his opportunity to come back in, when Tua couldn't get it done, Jalen Hurts showed up and played the quarter of his life. Do I consider that adversity on the level of, you know, guys seeking political asylum and things like that? No, but that's not what we're saying here. I think that it's almost disingenuous to go there. This is adversity that is relative. In many respects, I feel like we are given obstacles to just about the extent that we can handle. And usually not more than that. At 20 years old, someone that had lived the life Jalen Hurts had led to that point, for him to have to go through that challenge and to handle it the way that he did, I have a tremendous amount of respect for who Jalen Hurts is. And for his family, obviously, because that doesn't just come through osmosis into one person. He was raised very well. 
and he is a stand-up young man, and that article from the Players' Tribune was absolutely tremendous, and I hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that he just goes and crushes it at Oklahoma. Time will tell. The general may be right. I would be fine if he is. I don't root for me to be right, especially when it's about somebody like Jalen Hurts. Global Golf Radio coming up next. We'll be with you again tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Again, Ned Michaels, Barney Allery up next.